What's up? It's Lisa Denae. You're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. Cecilia Glenn. I'm a singer-songwriter based in Nashville, Tennessee. And a fun fact about me is that I um, actually studied opera in college. <gasps> oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh I know. my gosh. Did you start at a younger age and then decided to study in college? So no, I... I always sang growing up and I always wanted to be a recording artist, like mm-hmm. very young age. And my only like exposure, I would say to opera music or classical music was my dad will always play Handel's Messiah every Christmas. Okay. But beyond that, nothing. And then when I was looking at colleges, I was encouraged to study classical music and I just kind of like fell in love with it. But I had had no exposure. My first voice lesson, I think, was my senior year of high school to, like, help me with auditions. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Did you ever do choir? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. For, forever and ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Choir kid. Forever. So much choir. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have show choir, which I wish we had had. I think I would have loved that, but it was just like regular choir. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have show choir either, but I've heard about that. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. All right. Well, today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about It's Not Raining Out by Cecilia Glenn. Let's start with the lyrics of this song. So what is the song about and what inspired you to write it? Yeah, so I wrote this song after kind of a long period of grief (laughs) post-breakup. I kind of had a messy, complex breakup. Mm -hmm. And um, my parents, actually, they were visiting me 
and they prayer is really important in our life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they asked to pray for me and, um, my mom, sometimes when she prays, will like see pictures and, um, whatnot. And so she shared with me that when she was praying over me, she saw a picture of me wearing a raincoat and it wasn't raining. And she said, I felt like when I saw this image, I, it came with the words like, you're wearing a raincoat, but it's not raining anymore. And I like it, like hit something deep in me. And I don't know if you've ever, I'm like a daily journaler. I love to just Mm -hmm. process my life. And you know, when you like, you haven't quite processed something yet, it hasn't Mm -hmm. even maybe come to mind, but like someone will just say something and it hits you Mm -hmm. and it just resonates. That's kind of what the moment was like. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I've been in this season of grief for so long. I mean, talking years Mm -hmm. and I just got used to it. But, um, and then with that, just had my guard up so much so I wouldn't get hurt. And it was just hearing those words. I was like, you know what? I think it's over. Like, I think I'm okay. I can, I can move on now. Anyways, she was, my mom was like, you should write a song about this one day. So fast forward, like months and months and months, I was taking guitar lessons and my teacher was teaching me some new chords and, um, knew I was a songwriter. And so her homework for me was write a song with these chords. And Mm. I remembered this prompt and I wrote it and then fast forward, it's, it's a whole song. Um, so that's kind of where it came from. Kind of a cool story. Not many of my songs come from that context, so. <laughs> yeah, that just gave me chills, too, like, when you were explaining the beginning stages of, yeah, when your mom, like, saw that it visual, like, that is, yeah, yeah I just instantly got chills. Wow, that is, that's I know. awesome, that's, it's, uh, I want to say awesome, but also, like, I'm sorry that you had to, like, go through yeah um, all of that, too, but it's, um. Yeah, that's like really fascinating to me. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then the chord progression too. So I was going to ask like, did you kind of like write the lyrics with that chord progression like simultaneously or were you, you know, just strumming with that and, and putting the melody together first? Like what was like the very beginning stages after you had like that in the back of your mind? Yes. So um, I feel like every song I write differently, but this one, mm. because my teacher had said, I want you to use this new chord that you're learning mm. mm-hmm. and put it in. I feel like it kind of started, I knew I wanted to write about this concept, but um, on it always starts off like gibberish <laughs> right? and just like singing the melody over chords. And then I think I wrote a, like a verse and part of a chorus. And that's how I I write so many of my songs and I stop and then I finish Mm -hmm. the rest later. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's how this one works too. It kind of came at the same time, but with the challenge of trying to use this, this chord. So I don't even remember what the chord is called. (laughs) Oh yeah, I was going to ask. (laughs) It's like a major seven chord, which guitar is not my forte. I'm Mm -hmm. always trying to get better, but Anyways, it's a very jazzy chord and the progression yes. is um, kind of jazzy, which I love mm-hmm. jazz music. So yeah, it kind of seemed fitting for kind of like a carefree, playful song. So yeah. And did you kind of already imagine this 
like full band production when you were, you know, kind of putting the structure together? Um, no, I didn't. At this point, I didn't even have my first DP, which I've just pretty much wrapped up um, on my mind. Mm-hmm. I was just writing for the sake of writing. Yeah. So yeah, I usually would just write the song with acoustic guitar in mind or piano in mind. I really didn't have a strong vision for the song, actually, as far as I think I knew I wanted one day to record some of my songs Mm -hmm. with a band. But um, no, with this one, I didn't have a strong idea of what I wanted that to look like with the band. So when did you decide to bring it into production? I had like, it was more so when I had about, I would say, five songs that I felt very proud of that I I wanted to share. And this was one of them. I felt ready to share music. I Mm -hmm. was like, I want to put something out there. And this one just stuck with me, got stuck in my head. um, And I just liked the message Mm -hmm. and the overall feel of it. So Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I just kind of felt ready of like, it's time to share this. Yeah. Yeah. You can keep writing and writing music and trying to make it more and more perfect, but it's never going to be. (laughs) At some point you just have to share it. And I think music's meant to be shared. So yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I really love, I mean, I definitely caught the jazzy feel and could hear those chords in yeah. this song. And I really, really loved it. I really loved your oh, melody. Thank you. And thank I do want to talk about your vocals later, which kind of might go hand in hand with your fun fact of you studying <laughs> opera. Oh, yeah. Um, but I do want to <laughs> focus more on like the production. So, when you decided to, you know, bring these groups of songs to someone, I would be interested to know, like, with this particular song, did the producer that you worked with have like a perspective, like based on your demo? Because you said that you didn't necessarily know, like, what mm-hmm. direction, you know, to bring this one into. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, Lucas Morton, is my producer, and he's amazing. He's just so talented and he knew this was my first project my first Mm -hmm. time recording anything with that I knew what I I knew artists that I really loved and that I wanted to somewhat capture the sound of but um yeah the song in particular I think because it had these like jazzy chords to it it was it's unlike the other ones Mm -hmm. but I knew the vibe I wanted I knew that I wanted it to be um carefree kind of just a little dance worthy but light mm-hmm. happy but not too pretty I guess right. <laughs> and he was able to hear that and just kind of bring it to life honestly which that part blew my mind the most we made a demo together in his studio before we took it to another studio to record with other musicians mm-hmm. and he pretty quickly grasped what I was going for just by me giving the feeling that I wanted it to portray, mm-hmm. not knowing as much sonically what I wanted it to be like. So, yeah. You left me in a storm 
Yeah, and you guys also have, you know, you put in like a little like mini instrumental break and then it goes like into this, um, after the last chorus, like into this outro where we get to hear more of yeah. that. Did yeah. you guys, is that something that was decided like last minute or or was that kind of pieced together even before you guys took it into the next studio? You know, I think that actually happened in the studio and we were like, let's just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't sing live on this. I did my vocals after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just ended up improving over oh, all that. Okay. I was outro ask. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, the actual extension when we made our initial demo together was not in there. Oh, that was okay. something that the all of the musicians and I just decided like, let's just, let's just keep on going. And we knew we wanted to be a, a fade out, but I feel like it kind of goes with the nature of the song. It's just mm-hmm. like a little whimsical, kind of just like you're walking on a sunny day, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like a, a slow fade out felt, felt right. Yeah. That's an interesting choice too, because fade outs aren't uh, necessarily like well received I guess if you want to yeah. say that yeah. <laughs> about them no totally I'm interested to know like why or or you guys said that or you said that you guys imagined that so I yeah I kind of like do you know why you imagined that or like what was maybe going on in your head like visually or it just felt right because sometimes I like that it- just happens too yeah, honestly, I think that Lucas had thrown out the suggestion of like, I think this could be cool as a fade out, um, just because there's not like, there's not this huge ending to it. And it's not a huge song. So mm-hmm. I think like, it just made sense. Um, there wasn't a, a huge conversation about it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah honestly, <laughs> like, I'm like trying to like also replay it in my head and I feel like it would be weird if it was like an abrupt stop I know yeah and it is like yeah 
it is an interesting choice now that you say that. I don't I don't think of um, many songs that have hate outs to them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, at least like these days, you know, like it's but that's what I also really loved about this song because I feel like um yeah, we'll get into your vocals too. Like the vocal production on this is just it's it's just really beautiful. Like there's so many different inflections and texture in your vocals and then with this production there's like moments that aren't necessarily like part of our typical like pop structure Uh you know these days but I really enjoyed it it was like a breath of fresh air for me to listen to this and I really also enjoyed just the lyrics too and the story that you were telling so I enjoyed it. I was just so interested because, yeah, again, like some of the decisions, you know, they're not mm-hmm. like, part of today's quote unquote yeah. standard or whatever. But totally, no one wants to fit in that box anyway. So no, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But with the with the vocals, I mean, so you've you studied opera. Do I did. you? tend to kind of use maybe like some of the knowledge from what you learned like in your in your own music yes and no this was Mm. kind of a comical part of recording so I mean as a fellow musician you know it just takes so much practice Mm. (laughs) and especially in college studying um, voice I mean, I was in the practice room so much by myself practicing and there's just like, um, the way of singing is completely different. It's completely different. The sound is completely different. Right. All that to say, I trained a lot to sing a certain way. Mm -hmm. And what was funny is that when I got in the booth and something that um, my producer actually mentioned before vocals, he was like, I, I want to work on your vocals because basically what we were realizing is I sing very lyrically and I sing like, I always aim to sound pretty, but what can get lost is the feeling and emotion and storytelling mm-hmm. if you're only singing lyrically. So honestly, a lot of my vocals, I was kind of unlearning things that I had done. Uh. Like there was even particular like consonants um, that he would say, try doing it like this, but it was the opposite of the way that I would have been trained. Things that maybe would be smoother and more connected. He was like, I want to feel it. Like I want to feel the emotion and the way you sing it. Um, singing soft was really challenging for me. Mm. Kind of more so that the words were like, like right in your mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. But yeah, as opposed to just being this like lyrical, melodic, beautiful line, we kind of. He challenged me to do the opposite, and so because of that, it took a bit more time for me to do that. It was it didn't come wasn't second nature but I think it's more compelling and it, it yeah I didn't completely drop all my training I need there's there's so much that um is important that I think I learned mm-hmm. but um I do think that um I don't know playing around with expression is mm-hmm. 
it's just more compelling. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes like when, when people even, it's not like you're speaking when you're singing, but it almost sounds more conversational right. in a way. Yeah. I think it just lures you in more. So that was a, it was a whole thing. It was, wow. <laughs> it was a challenge for me, but I loved yeah. it. I loved his kind of coaching on it. Um, but it's just ironic that I yeah. um, spent so much time yeah. training this one way. Yeah, I guess I, I honestly, I, I, I don't know much about opera, but I, I guess I do find that kind of um, interesting because I feel like there's a lot of emotion, right? Like in op- yes. operatic voice yes. or singing, I guess. There yeah, is. so yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, there is, but I think it's portrayed in a different way. Right. Because you're trying... You're trying to, when you're singing opera, you're trying to cut it across an entire orchestra. And so you have to project in a way that that can be heard because you're not mic'd. Mm -hmm. But with this kind of singing with the mic so close to you, Mm -hmm. it's like you want to be delicate in a different way um, and emotive in a different way. And it Mm -hmm. was just like, I'm so used to singing from my gut and my diaphragm. Mm -hmm. And so to sing like closer and more intimately was mm-hmm. a challenge, but I feel like it was worth it. Yes. Um, and I think that will come across in even more songs that I, oh, for sure. even slower and more mm-hmm. uh, quiet than this one. But um, yeah. Yeah. Cause the vocals on here are very impressive. Like I, I even have Thank it written you. down in my notes. Like, was this not like, did you just go at it like naturally or did, yeah, you guys kind of, like, <laughs> you know, because even your vibrato, there's something about your vibrato. It's like subtle, mm. but impactful. And I, I don't, I just really, really enjoyed the work that you did like vocally. So kind of Thank hearing you. the backstory of, yeah, like you studying opera and then like almost having to throw yeah all of that out of the window with this but I I I I get it I've I've never again I've I don't know much about opera but I totally understand what he was saying yeah so yeah Yeah. but that's good though you put in the work and it totally paid off and and I think it definitely will get a little easier I mean well definitely will get easier for you as you keep you know recording yeah yeah it's more honestly it's more fun to sing mm-hmm. that way I think it makes makes me think less about my um actual delivery and more about mm-hmm. the like words that I'm singing mm-hmm. right um right, right. and let them kind of do the singing and talking mm-hmm. wow yeah no I just I Really, I love. I just really loved the vocals for sure. And then even the the outros. You saying, you know, that was a lot of um, improv with the yes, yes, layering in that. Yeah, yeah. What was the decision behind like drop? I think you drop out right, and then just let the instruments speak for themselves. I think at one point. Yeah, which I think is kind of um, jazzy. I Mm -hmm. not that I mean. the musicians at that point were pretty much they had chords but were just improvising and then I was improvising oh, they were so. improvising too oh, oh yeah yeah oh. completely we had chord charts but they were just doing what they wanted to do which yeah. is amazing oh, <laughs> they're I so talented that. but yeah I'm not 
I'm intimidated by improv, I would say, but I'm kind of, yeah, I really wish I was better at it. I think that it's just like the more you do it, the more you get better at it, which you do, but I, I really did love doing it. And I, what sounded to me when I was in the ISO booth, like recording the vocals, I was just like, Oh, I don't know. (laughs) It seems so simple. Um, I just love the way that ended up sounding Mm because I think the simplicity of the uh, vocal improv was just what the song needed. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that was, that was really fun. And I loved how that ended up coming together. Yeah. You guys also just really like painted a full on picture with this song like this song could be like a movie you know yeah yeah and and even yeah that correlates with you know the little like mini instrumental break like in the middle like where possibly like a bridge would have been and then like yeah with the outro for sure especially Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that was his idea too there was no when I wrote the song there was no break before that last chorus and Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. he added that kind of like when the I think it in the second verse it crescendos into the chorus in a different way he like had that vision too he just he's just amazing he just kind of made the song come to life in yeah. a way that it wasn't quite yet the bones were there but right. um yeah he really did make it come to life did you end up telling your mom that you wrote the song like before you uh oh yeah oh, okay <laughs> yeah I did I um I think after I had written it, I shared it with my guitar teacher and she loved it. And then I think it was like a few months later, I shared it with my mom. And this is when it was still like in one verse, one chorus mm-hmm. format. And she was like, oh, I love it. You should finish it. So really, I really do have my mom to thank for <laughs> the whole song in general. But yes, she was she's on the journey for the whole thing. Yeah, that was just Oh my yeah, it was really special to be. I was with them on release day, actually. And that was just special to um, have a full circle moment of them being the ones that were at the origin of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Mom and guitar teacher coming in. Clutch, yeah. You know, I mean, you probably yeah. would have written the song subconsciously, but just I know. also yes. awesome that they like inspire, you know. Yeah. No, totally. You never know what Mm -hmm. kind of impact you're going to have on somebody. Might seem like a really small statement or whatnot, but yeah. What would you say your favorite lyric line is in the song? Ooh, I mean, I do, I do think like the, you don't need a raincoat if it's not raining out. Mm -hmm. Like I think because those were the words of kind of the words that my mom had given me they mm. just drove the whole whole song I'm kind of still amazed that it worked to put <laughs> it into a song but yeah I just think it's like such a a strong image yeah um definitely and yeah I love it I hope that people can relate to it in a way of it's okay to move on after yeah. a season yeah how many Whether years or bad how many years was it, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, gosh, too many years. <laughs> I mean, it, it took me a solid two plus oh, years okay. to get over to get over everything. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I mean, breakups really suck. Yeah. They're just no matter what situation it is, I just like 
I I feel like broken relationships are like relationships aren't originally meant to be broken. And so mm. it just really is hard when they are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I hope that hope they can give someone hope or yeah. a little nudge to move on or um yeah, just brighten their day. Yeah. But some people also listen to songs and don't listen to lyrics, which is totally fine too. I so, know, right? Um, even just <laughs> the like happy nature of it. I feel like there was a long time of life where I didn't listen to, to the, like the lyric that much. And then something clicked in me and it's, I feel like it's kind of sad that I didn't, but um, yeah, I was definitely um, melody driven and beat driven for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. How do you listen to music? Now I definitely do listen to lyrics, but I was kind of the same way, like def- like more beats and melodies. It's funny, too, because when I talk to, like, producers, they still yeah. only, like, listen to the beat and the melody. Like, they don't yeah. even know what's happening lyrically. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. But I'm definitely a lyric person now, for sure. Yeah. I, um... I thought that was a very challenging aspect of recording as someone who now listens to kind of like the lyrics and songs and the vocal mm-hmm. of songs, having mm-hmm. to have an ear for like when we were in the studio with the other musicians, I did a scratch vocal, but then I didn't sing the rest of the time. And I just listened to the other four musicians and I haven't ever trained myself to just listen to other instrumentalist parts. Mm. And so to just listen to a baseline and have to give my feedback on the spot of, right. okay, like, I like this in the baseline. I don't, I just, that was a new muscle that I've never worked before. Yeah. Um, but it gave me an appreciation mm-hmm. for other instruments and, now when I listen to songs I notice things that I never noticed before of like oh mm-hmm. there's like a cool lick in that guitar or there's like yep. this drum beat changes up like it's it's kind of crazy um which I guess is in producers head all the time like you were just saying mm-hmm. but yeah no I for sure I 100% agree like even when you know like my first couple projects yeah I was like in the room you know like while producers were piecing the production together but I wasn't necessarily like Mm -hmm. paying attention because I think I was like trying to write like while you know while they're working on it but now I'm so engulfed in like my own productions to where yeah I'm paying attention and then even honestly just creating this podcast has helped me too right because now I'm yeah something comes in my inbox I'm listening on every level Mm -hmm. but it's nice because it's helped me with my own music too like what I like and I don't like um yeah it's it's really helpful and the more you do it you'll definitely like form like that producer ear but Mm -hmm. I will say I hate it because it's hard for me to turn it off like when I'm trying to listen to you know (laughs) new music like on Apple Music Spotify or whatever like it's kind of hard for me to turn it off which is sucky sometimes yeah I can't necessarily just enjoy the moment no I totally understand I can't listen to music when I'm trying to be productive like do you find that like if I'm Mm -hmm. it was definitely a thing when I was studying back in school but just in general if I'm like trying to get like work done because I 
I just am so in tune with all the different things in a mm-hmm. song. I can't, I can't listen yep. to it unless it's instrumental, but even sometimes then because of yeah. studying classical music, that's even challenging. So, oh, right. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> so with that, what would you say your per- favorite production element is? Ooh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I loved watching the vocal come together. I was not familiar with vocal comping. Oh, my. <laughs> that was fascinating. Yeah. What in the world? <laughs> I was just like, this shows how green I am. <laughs> this world of music, I, I just did not... I think I just assumed like, oh, you'll get like a good handful of takes and take like the best ones. But I did not realize how meticulous mm-hmm. it is, which makes me even have a bigger appreciation for live recordings mm-hmm. and how good mm-hmm. they are. Right. Um, but oh my gosh, by far, <laughs> I, I could have watched that. Like I watched my producer <laughs> do a, I mean we we went through like you know got all the takes and stacked them and whatnot and just like that was fascinating to me yeah um <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot For of work sure. and not and a lot of people don't talk yeah. about it so they don't no. know um yeah. it's so much work what in the world it's yeah. it's cool but also like your mind is like I don't know. I don't hear the difference, you know, so I know, I know. like it's not the same. So yeah, like putting on that yeah. hat is just like a right. whole another level. Oh my gosh. I know. Did, did it take you guys a long time? Cause you have a lot going on, right? I think like yeah. the stacks. Stack yeah. Locally. I mean, yeah. I, I did not, he kind of did the vocal on his own. I just was so curious that um, sometimes I would be in there for the part and I would kind of be sitting there and be like, yes, no. (laughs) Right, right, right. So yes, we did that sometimes and I loved it, but he, um, he did a lot of that by himself. And then the actual, like, just like making sure everything's on pitch. He did that too Mm -hmm. on his, on his own, but I thoroughly enjoyed watching (laughs) that process. That would just take, whew, I don't know. <laughs> There's some aspects of producing that seem really interesting to me, but that um, that would be really challenging for me, mm-hmm. especially when there's like when you're choosing between like a good handful of takes. Yeah. Um, kind of like what you were saying, it's that could get overwhelming. So. Yeah. Do you have any, or do you remember having any takes where it was like? Again, going back to like just like your vibratos or even when you kind of switch mm. to, um, mm-hmm. you know, your head voice or falsetto in some moments. Um, yeah. Did, did you remember doing any takes where it didn't have that at all and like hearing the difference? Yes. I he intentionally would have me kind of do both. Oh, like, OK. Sounds for vibrato and then with it, my mm. in, I mean, my natural voice will do it because that's just what comes but um I mean I can take it away but I had to be told to take it away right um and I loved it just like 
when you go back and listen, I don't know, like I'm not thinking about that when I'm singing. And so it made a drastic difference when I would go back and listen. There's just moments where it didn't sound as good with the vibrato Mm. or it was like the color of it kind of added a nice touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that was often what we would go back and forth and listen to the different takes of was vibrato or not vibrato in different moments. But again, like once I got into the like hang of it of experimenting with my voice, it became more like it felt right in certain moments to sing that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was fascinating for sure. Did you guys ever like butt heads? Not really. On ideas? Oh, okay. For this song, no. And honestly, if there was, I like, I really respect Lucas and his opinion. Mm-hmm. And I felt that he really respected and listened to mine. So it was a very like safe space. Yeah. 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 And I mean, this is all I have to go off of, but it's my experience with him. But like, I just felt like never belittled, never like my idea is better than your idea. It was always very much, let me hear what you have to say. And there was also like this openness of like, you can give pushback. And if we Mm -hmm. ever did that, it never felt like, negative it just felt like Mm -hmm. hear me out what do you think about this and so even even like vocally because like I mean you know I spent years training to do this way right I trust him so much and I trusted like the music he had made that I was like I have to I kept on saying to myself in the whole recording process like trust the process Mm -hmm. and he's a part of this process and he's done this a lot so it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. I can't have a say but especially because I'm really new at this kind of recording, like right. trust him. And usually that served me well. There was, there was definitely times where I, I would voice my opinion and we'd be like, oh yeah, actually that's, that's a good um, idea. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think especially vocally with this song and this experience, like he, he knew what he was talking about. So yeah. thankfully, yes, we had yeah. difference of opinion sometimes, but we were always able to kind of like, hear each other out or um be convinced yeah 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 Yeah. which is also hard to find you know (laughs) yeah you know yeah (laughs) yeah I know he I mean again I haven't worked with many people in the industry but um Mm -hmm. how did you guys meet small world I so I used to live in Charlottesville Virginia And I was working on a project. I was helping with a recording there. And I was like kind of serving as an intern role of helping set up the studio. And Lucas was the engineer for that project. Um, I never met him. And so I was kind of set to be his his, like helper just to help him set the studio space up. And he was so kind. And I was about to move to Nashville and was telling him and um, just like asking questions about uh, what we were doing and whatnot. Anyways, had no idea he was a producer. And then fast forward a few months later, moved to Nashville and I just kind of started lightly researching producers. And there was an artist that I followed here and I really liked her music. And 
I looked at her producer because she was doing a Kickstarter and everything that I knew I would eventually do. And Lucas was her producer. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a small world. And then I looked at the other music he produced and loved it. So I just like reached out thinking, I have no idea if he'll remember me <laughs> from that like one oh hour gosh. that we met, but he did. And oh. um, yeah, so just very small world. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. I know. I'm very, very grateful and honored that I got to work with him. He's just, he's incredible. He's a very, um, I thought he was a lot older than he is. Oh no. (laughs) He had his his birthday in the midst of our recording. And I remember him telling me his age and I was like, wait, what? Because he just holds himself in such a like, as I mean, as a compliment, he just Mm -hmm. holds himself in such a way that I would think that he would be older than he is. Right, right, right. That's I'm just very impressed with his interpersonal skills and just, yeah, being a good listener. Yeah. (laughs) No, for sure. My gosh. Oh, I love that. I know. I know. That's so awesome. And then he worked on the other songs? He did. He did them all. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is just like the first first release. There'll be five songs total. So. Yeah, no, it's great. I, again, just all around every like aspect of the song, I really, really enjoyed. And Thank you so much. Yeah, I love hearing the story about just the vocal production itself, too, is really awesome. It's it's It was a lot of work, but again, it like totally paid off and I can't wait to hear. Yeah, it's worth too. it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, were there any other cool moments that happened during the writing, production, or recording process that you'd love to share? Yeah, I feel like back to nothing, nothing totally stands out beyond what what we've talked about, Mm -hmm. but it's just very cool in recording to like, you can have your vision for what you want, but a lot is kind of up in the air. Mm -hmm. And I think like, to what I was saying about trusting the process, like that really is so much about it because um, I feel like if you are not like holding too tightly to it, which I am like, I am a controlling person, if I'm honest. (laughs) And so not holding too tightly to um, what you're wanting and just kind of like like being a little flexible, seeing where things might go, that ended up being just like a very beautiful, like magical part of the recording process. Yeah. Um, and I found myself being really surprised because that's just like not how I'm wired. So for right. a lot of this song to be improvised to an extent, like not the actual chords and the progression, but yeah, just some of the instrumentation and then the ending part, yeah. like that was just, that really surprised me. And yeah, I, I just loved that part. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about collaborating too. You get to hear like people's different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on your song, like as you guys are all building it and yeah, learning that that outro is like all improvised is really awesome too. And like, (laughs) like now I want to re-listen, you know, and see 
what else was kind of like added or maybe taken away from, you know, the original structure of the song. So it's just really, really awesome. Yeah, I agree. And just like in the process, like there are things that you, especially in like, after we were recording live in the studio and went back to Lucas's studio, like just experimenting and trying out different parts, like adding a guitar, like here, like something here. Mm -hmm. And then like, you might use some of it, you might not. And so again, just Mm -hmm. kind of like being not like going with the flow, but just like trying things out and not holding too tightly onto them um, because something better might come along but that was just it's just it's just such a cool thing how it all comes together I love that I'm a pretty type a person so Mm. I think Mm -hmm. just like the creativity and yeah experimentation that comes with recording and this whole experience I especially loved and was surprised by how much I loved it yeah I don't know if you're how you're wired but yeah, that's how, that's how I am. I think, yeah. Well, it's it's hard, you know. You again, it's like you don't want to hold something too close to where then you just become like mm-hmm. so closed off, and like you are working. You know, you're you're obviously hoping that the team that you are working with, if you're trusting them, then you should actually be open Mm -hmm. to their ideas and it could also just like hinder you know a a song from being good and to be great and um it's I think it's just hard and 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 there's a lot of I personally have gone through a lot of process of trying to find a producer so when I get to talk with you know my peers or other artists about their producers I love you know hearing the story of how they yeah found them and and also just hearing like the success that you Mm -hmm. have together um because I've experienced that but then you know things change where you know people want to go down different paths so then it's like you can't necessarily go back to them or whatever um so yeah I mean personally right now I've been taking a long time trying to find a producer that I I trust but I think that also stems from Mm -hmm. my experience of being like burned a lot of the times yeah and and people not respecting my opinion Mm. right Mm -hmm. like how Lucas did with you so um yeah so yeah just I think it just depends but I'm totally I totally am on the same page yeah yeah I think trust is very important Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just like any other relationship yeah so it really is and it's like it's very it's so personal right because it's like songs that you've written Uh so if there isn't a safe space it can make it hard to even like think creatively so I'm very grateful that he from the get-go kind of yeah set the atmosphere at like this is a safe space your voice can be heard Mm -hmm. my voice can be heard Mm -hmm. and something he said at the very beginning of the process was like the song is the boss. So because we are going to have difference of opinion sometimes so that we don't take things personally when we do have like critiques, let's make sure the song is the boss and we think like, okay, 
does this like speak to the vision of the song, what I'm adding mm-hmm. or what I'm critiquing? And I do think that did help mm-hmm. as far as like, yeah, because when those moments did come, it was like, okay, let's think about the song. What's the point of the song? What's the vision of a song? Right. Does this help mm-hmm. that or hurt that? So that was, that was helpful. I, I liked it. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's almost like you're, you're creating something that's going to serve the song in Mm -hmm. the best way, but you can still make it your own, right? Like it doesn't have to, that doesn't mean that you have to stray away from what you want your like sonic branding. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with all of that. Well, uh, Cecilia, can you tell everyone where they can listen to It's Not Raining Out and where they can follow you on social media? Yes. Um, my music is everywhere. So anywhere that you listen <laughs> yes. to music, <laughs> um, any streaming platform. And yes, my gosh, what is my Instagram? You can follow me on Instagram at Cecilia D. Glenn. And I have another song coming out at the end of the month and then an EP following that. So when did you decide on the EP drop yet? Yes. And the date is? Yes. The EP is um, September 23rd. Oh, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Just in time for fall. I know. It's crazy. Lots of work for you to do. I know, you know, you know what it's like. I'm but surrounded we're starting, by... Yeah, we're yeah. starting here. So this is... Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, pre-congratulations to you. Um, again, I really, really thank enjoyed you. the song. And thank you so much for coming on my show to dissect this one. And, and I loved learning how everything was brought to life. It's It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for um, having me. I love talking to you. You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms or check out SoundScrub Presents Featured Sounds playlist on Spotify. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and many more at Lisa Denae or at Lisa Denae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would love to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadenae.com forward slash soundscrub for more details. Thank you for listening.